this has been a really strange week. And I mean that on so many levels. Like, there's been good stuff. There's been bad stuff. We had our little personal chat yesterday. But it's Fiction Friday today. And I feel like it's been a month or two since we've had one of those, even though we had one last week and the week before that. It's been a long, strange week to get here. And a lot has happened. A lot of decisions have been made. A lot of progress has been done. And I kind of want to talk about that on today's episode of Project Shadow. Tell me what you mean. I have something to say. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And yeah, it's been a strange, strange week. A very strange week. And I'm going to start at the end, <laughs> because this is the last episode I'm going to be doing for a while for a five-day-a-week schedule. Starting next week, I'm going to be pulling back to three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So... Monday is going to be a rather random topic, whatever is going on in the world that feels like it should be discussed. Wednesday is going to be our regular World Bullying Wednesday, and Friday is going to be Fiction Friday still, where I'm going to kind of update you on what I've been doing and feature some of your work and your updates. So don't forget to let me know what you all have been up to so I can share that as well as your flash fiction and all of that. Okay? But yeah, this is... This has been a roller coaster of a week for me in making decisions and plans because with the decision to do Millwordy, the Millwordy challenge starting next week on Tuesday, I wanted to make sure that I had all of my ducks in a row, everything lined up, everything ready to go. And then I realized, why am I making plans? Why am I making plans? Like this is a year long challenge. Making plans now is not going to do anything <laughs> to help me get ahead. And it's going to be more counterproductive than anything else. Why? Well, simply put, I know what I want to work on. I know the books that I want to be writing. And if I try to put them into an order, I know how my mind works. It's going to resist that order, and it's going to cause me to not be able to get stuff done. So I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to be doing that. I, I know that I'm going to do at least one Dance the Ghost book this in, in, in this year ahead, because I'm working on it now, and I have made a commitment to do it, and I'm really enjoying the work on it. I'm going to finish at least one Blinded Angels book in this time period, and then there's like the 355 project and all of that that I really want to do. So and we'll see which project speaks to me the most going forward. Now, one of the things that I did realize with Millwordy coming up is that I am not going to stop writing. I am going to be counting words that I do for the podcast because that is part of my creative endeavors. I am going to be counting words that I edit and revise 
but I'm also going to be counting the words that I write. And I have a theory that one of the things that has hampered my creativity over the years is I generally stop writing when I go into revisions. I'm not going to do that this time, at least not right away. I have a project that needs revision, and I'm going to be working on it and writing a new project at the same time. Because I feel like, at least for me, my writing ability is like a muscle, and when I let it go disused, it gets weak and flabby like the rest of me, and doesn't want to behave, and then has to be beaten back into shape so I can get back into writing again. So the theory is, if I continue to write while I'm in the midst of revisions, then I should be able to get my words written and get new stuff out in a much more efficient way. That sounds doable, doesn't it? The really exciting thing is, I have finished my novella! Yes, that Magipunk space opera story that I have been working on all freaking year. I think I first started talking about working on it back in January. It's done! It's done! I finished it. I, I just decided it was the thing, it's what needed to be done, and got the words, and there it is. It's finished. It's done. It's zero-drafted. <laughs> Completely zero-drafted. And... I am going to put it through one revision stage before I put it out to my alphas, just to make sure that it doesn't have any really weird errors in it. I'm just going to basically push it to be in a first draft. I'm just going to read through it, make sure all the words make sense, that I didn't misuse names, or you know, very basic pass through just to see what it looks like and then send it out and get some feedback because I'm very concerned about the tone. I'm extremely concerned that the ending isn't going to work for readers. And that that's a big part of the problem of doing stories like this. Because it definitely has a twist, and the twist in the story is much more twisty than in a lot of the other stories that I do. And if it's not properly set up, if it doesn't feel earned then it's going to be very much a Shamalama-lama, and I don't want a Shamalana-lama, because llamas are cute, but alpacas are cuter, and I would much rather this be cuter. I want it to work. So I, I, I'm very concerned about it, but it's, it is going to be out before the end of the year. Come hell or high water, I'm going to fight to get this out, because... As you all know, because I say it all the time, this is my was supposed to be my year of rapid release. And then the plague caused me to pull that and make it not happen. So, yeah, I want to publish something this year. And I mean, publish in full. And this, this is done. It's completed. And I want to put it out into the universe. So, there's that. And I'm really excited for it. It's a character that I love. It's a character that I first created when I was like 12 years old. And I'm really glad to see their origin story and how they came to be, how they turned into the person that they are. It is going to make me go back and change one thing in the published chapters of Dance the Ghost. And that's one of the characters' names, because when I wrote this, I didn't, when I was working on this originally, I didn't have one of the 
spirits named. And now, while the names aren't exactly the same, they're pronounced exactly the same as a character that's in Dance the Ghost. So I'm going to have to go back and change a name. But I'm not too upset about that. It's, it's not, it's not going to be a problem. It, it's going to be annoying for some people, but it, it's, it's the cost of doing business and why I put that book on pause because the next chapter, chapter three, when it comes out of Dance the Ghost is about night. And I wanted to write this story first because it's kind of his origin story. And so I wanted to have a firm grip, at least on the main events, because even with editing and revision and all, I, the, the main contour of this is not going to change. I have a very firm idea of who this character is and how they came to be who they are. But I didn't have all the names figured out. And now that I do, well, that's going to have to be something that I work on. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really excited about it. I am happy to have people that are lining up wanting to read it and help with the alpha and beta process, which is really cool because I mean, I've had alpha and beta readers before, but they never seemed enthusiastic about it. They were more like, sure, I'll do that for you. And yeah. And that's part of what I'm going to be doing this weekend is I've got some stuff from them that I need to go back and read and, you know, pay it forward because that's the currency that we can afford to pay right now to get this all done. But yeah, I got a project done. So 2020 wasn't a complete waste. <laughs> I hate saying it that way. I really hate saying it that way, but it's, it's the honest way that I feel about it because, you know, plans are what they are, which is again, why I didn't make plans for Millwardy because I know life will not let them happen. This is one of those moments before I even get into this segment that I realized that I put like jokes into the names of each segment of the show that people that don't listen on anchor are never going to see. And it's not like saying everybody has to go listen on anchor, but I just realized that I do that and I hadn't realized it before. That's strange. Anyway, so Millwardy planning. I, I think this is going to be a big challenge for a lot of us. And I've, I've listened to a lot of people talk about why they are and why they aren't participating in the challenge over the next year. I know that I have written over a million words. I remember the first time I encountered that David Eddings quote and then the Stephen King version of it. And I went back and I counted up all the words that I had written and I, I had gotten over the million words. So I'm not doing it for that sake. It's more, I feel like I missed so many years of creativity with my unscheduled mental health vacation that I have all these stories in me and I, this is a perfect excuse to try to get them onto paper to get them well onto a screen in a form that can be edited and fixed up and made pretty so they can eventually get out into the world because it doesn't do any good. If all of these ideas and thoughts and images are in my own head, if nobody gets to see them. And so that's what I'm working on. That's the goal. That's the point and the purpose of all of this is to get these ideas out in my head. 
And whether or not I actually make the goal, whether or not I actually hit the target that I'm shooting for, the 1 million words, and technically I'm only shooting for the 500,000 because I think that's much more realistic, but even if I don't hit a million words or 500,000 words or any of that, it's still not going to be a problem. It's all about the path and the passage for me. And that's why I didn't want to have it planned out too far in advance. Because the more planning I do, the more I will feel obligated to actually hit the targets. And I don't want that sense of obligation. And I'm worried a little bit about some of the writers who are putting that obligation on themselves, that they have to do this. I I really want to hit it. I think it would be amazing to say I wrote 1 million words in the last year. That, That would be phenomenal. That would just blow my mind. But, you know, I know that there are going to be hiccups. There are going to be hitches. I'm going to get a cold at some point because I get a cold every winter usually in the middle of NaNoWriMo because <laughs> November. And, you know, it's it's going to slow things down. That's going to happen. And I hope that if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now and you have decided to do Millwordy, you are preparing yourself for that. And you're not going to judge yourself because your body or your mind needs to stop for a minute. Because this is a marathon. This is a fight. This is a struggle. It's going to be a long haul process. And yeah, you may be able to do some 10 K days and bring your targets up and you may be able to do some 10 K days and help get ahead a bit or what have you. But you have to remember there are going to be trip ups. There are going to be slip ups. There are going to be days where you just can't write where the words won't flow. And if you're holding yourself too strictly to a schedule or to any kind of a goal, you're actually doing more to limit your ability to create than driving yourself to actually do it. Because I've said this a thousand times, obligation and stress are the enemies of creativity. Creativity likes to exist in an open, free mind, in a spacious mind. So the more crowded your mind is, the harder it will be for you to be creative. So... Do what you can to keep your mind open, to keep possibilities free and flowing in front of you so you can get where you want to go, so you can achieve the dreams that you have for yourself. It's possible. You can do it. I believe in us. But if you hold too tightly, it's going to all slip through your fingers and be harder than it has to be. For a long time, I've had what I've called my story garden, which is a folder in my notes app that I just throw ideas into whenever I have them. It's just a place to collect the various bits of detritus that come into my head as I'm working, because you never know, you'll be watching a thing on TV, a news article, somebody will say something, and you'll just be like, ooh, I bet that's a book or a story. And... I've done that for a while and never really looked at it. (laughs) 
I don't. And it's really upsetting to me because I will beat my head against a wall trying to figure out what it is that I want to write. And it doesn't even dawn on me that I've been collecting these ideas. So I'm going to stop doing that. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to stop, stop. I will continue to record ideas as I have them, but since I rarely go back to them, it's more of a way of clearing them out of my head than it is actually building up a collection of work that I could do going forward. And I wish that wasn't true because that makes me a little bit sad. So the process that I'm doing now, I'm pretty much calling my story Hopper. And it has one additional step added to it. I'm doing this in Story Planner, which is an app available for the phone and for the desktop, at least if you're using a Mac and an iPhone, because I know it's available in both of those, because those are what I have. I do not know about its Android or PC compatibility. But I get an idea and it has to survive the first page test. Can I say what the idea is? Can I write a brief summary of what the idea is with the beginning, middle, and end and put it in there? If it can't survive that, then it goes over into the idea bucket where I know it's going to languish and go away. And since I've started doing that, I have had a lot more luck coming up with ideas. Because if it can't survive that initial test then there isn't really a story idea there. There, There's something there. And sometimes those things will reemerge in a new form that can become something writable. But if they don't, they don't. So I've been doing this for a while now, and this is actually how all three of the books in the series that shall not speak its name that I'm hoping to get out in the next couple years were written. I had an idea. I put them through the veggie grinder. The veggie grinder found out, hey, there may be something here. And they went to the sausage factory to be made. And yes, that is a mixed metaphor because I am a big fan of mixed metaphors. And I've been doing that for some of the fantasy books. Like I have an entire fantasy series built around the world of Labyrinth of Souls that I would kind of like to write, but I don't think that that story worked. It didn't have a very good reception when it came out, and it's one that I'm going to go back and rework and move forward with. It was a necessary work for me to do, and eventually that will probably become a thing in the future. That's where the 355 story is. I'm just collecting things for it. That's actually how the novella that I just finished came about. I I had a rough idea of what I wanted to do, and the harder I pushed on that idea, the more it gave way and showed me things that could happen and ended up becoming a full story. So I'm going to keep stories in the hopper. When they're done, they're done. I'll push them away, and when the next one's ready, I will start working on it. And I'm just going to go through one after another after another. And hopefully, if I can keep the practice up, there will always be a story in the hopper. Because the last thing that I want to do is stop writing. I feel like now that I'm going and now that I have the muscles built up in my brain to allow stories to flow, should I stop, 
then they will get weak and flappy again and it will become harder for me to get working going forward. And at least at this moment in time, I don't feel like I am going to have a problem with that. The ideas are flowing. The ideas are continuing to add up. And I'm really enjoying working on them. So hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, I will have enough stories to get me through the next year. And now it is time for the glorious oxymoron of all oxymorons of things that I want to accomplish. I'm hoping that by doing Millwordy, I will learn how to relax. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking right now. Okay, so Charlie, you decided to do a million words in a year challenge as a way to relax? You're, you're nuts. You're crazy. There, there's nothing good about that. How, how are you going to learn how to relax by putting that much pressure on yourself? And that's actually the whole point of the challenge for me is just to lean into it. The biggest thing that I've learned this year, and I do kind of hate the phrase lean in because it's become a thing, but that is in fact kind of what I've learned to do this year is just lean in to just be like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is a thing that I am going to do and just push towards doing it and see what happens and see if it actually gets done. Because hopefully, hopefully, it will. And more often than not this year, I've had success in getting those things done. And a lot of that has to do with just learning to relax and being in the flow and allowing it to happen. Because if I push, if I fight, they don't happen. They do not do anything that I want them to do. So I advise you to just try that. <laughs> and I know, I know it's not an easy thing to do, to just say yes, just do, just do. But this is one of those moments where I finally understood what the Tao Te Ching meant when it says that you don't do. You know, there, there is no doer in all of that. That it's, it's just doing being, moving forward, just allowing it to happen and kind of staying in that gerund state where I'm always writing, no matter what I'm doing, I'm always writing because I know the ideas are still developing in the back of my head. And so just letting go and doing it. If anything good has come out of this pandemic for me, It's that I've kind of learned to let go because I've always known what things were not in my control and what things were in my control. I always knew that I didn't have power over my world. That's not a surprise to me. That's not a great shock to me. But the degree to which uh, this, these events, shall we say, has taught us all that we lack all control, that all of the power that we thought that we had was an illusion. I think that's a blessing because I do believe that that has always been true. 
And once I accepted the liberation that that brings with it, that I'm just going to be able to do whatever it is I can do and fate will step in and do whatever it wants. I was able to just move. Like it was paralyzing at first and I'm not going to pretend that it wasn't, but once I just accepted it. Yeah. That's what life is. That's what the world is. Just letting go, just doing, just being, just hitting your goals and making sure that everything is moving forward. Because that's all that I have control over. I don't have a right to be angry at the people that I was angry with because that's just giving them more power over my life and it's power that they do not deserve to have. The various traumas that were holding me down were still having power over me because I was allowing them to have that power over me. And I'm done with it. I am done letting them have power over me. I am taking control of my life and the only real way to do that is to completely abandon any pretense that I ever had control over my life to begin with. And that sounds like a paradox because it is, but it, at least for me, has been the secret to getting through all this. So I've done it. I've said it and I'm going to commit. I am going to be doing the challenge. I'm going to be doing the work. I'm going to be putting the work in and it scares me. <laughs> it terrifies me because I've said it out loud and by saying it out loud makes it feel more real, but I'm okay with that. It's something that I want to do. It's something that I need to do. Because if I keep telling myself that one day, one day, look, I'm not sleeping beauty. I'm not going to sit around and dance with the owls and the squirrels and the rabbits and hope that one day my dream will come. One day my prince will come because... And he already did. I mean, we've been married for a long time, so there's that. But there's also just this idea that it's just going to happen. And it's not. I know that it's not. And living in this fantasy world where one day, just one day, one day I'll have the right idea. One day I will be ready. One day, one day is now. One day is right now, right this minute. And I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm not going to push it off. I'm not going to allow myself to procrastinate anymore. And for me, that's what the Mill Wordy Challenge is. That's what everything that I'm doing right now is. It's why I'm doing the writing sprints. It's why I am allowing myself to do a YouTube page, even though just the idea of that frightens me. It's why I'm doing this podcast. It's why I do everything. Because it moves me forward. It gives me people to talk to about these ideas, to share these ideas with, to reflect them back and hear how other people are taking them. And it keeps me from getting trapped inside my own head 
in all the voices and all the lies telling me that it can't happen because they're lies. It can happen. It will happen. And I am going to continue pushing until it does. So that's it. We're getting ready for the madness. The madness starts on Tuesday and I'm going to be doing a live stream on Tuesday on my channel to inaugurate it. Well, not really inaugurate. It's going to be starting at 4 PM central, but for me, I will have gotten some words done by that point already, hopefully. And I will be pushing forward and seeing what happens because I am really excited to get there. I am really excited about this. And I hope that you all are too. I hope that you all are ready for all of the things that we are going to be able to do forever together because this is our chance. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear me address on the show, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to those in the show notes or on my website, projectshadow.com. You also find links there to everything that I do. If you've got a dollar you can pass my way, in the show notes you'll find a link to listener support, my Patreon, and my coffee account. Thank you so much to everybody who does that. It really does mean the world to me. And if you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you can share anything that I do with somebody else. That means so much. And it's so helpful because the hardest part of any of this is getting people to know that you are here. So let's end this the way we always do because the world is still on fire and we have not done much of anything to fix it. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. People are getting murdered on the streets for trying to make change, and we have to take a stand against that. And may you find the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.